Hello, everybody here. My name is Ben Yuko, and I am the president of the Zone 3 organization. And I would lovely to present you my community space on Zone 3 podcast media. So, if you are very interested in hearing about sports, IT, and entertainment, let's hear these words. Ladies and gentlemen, Alright guys, how y'all doing today? Well, welcome back to the podcast media. It's Ben Yuko here. It's the greatest time to be on the podcast. And it's great to have lots to do with you on the podcast. This is going to be a loaded, loaded, loaded show today. I'm going to cover lots of news. Lots of news are going to be covered. But the first half, the first part I'm going to cover first is the passing of Hank Aaron. It's very sad. Baseball legend. I had some personal opinion on a political side of issues in the past that doesn't take away from his talent. Hitting all-time record of 755 home runs. Having the record where it is right now. And keeping it so strong and so consistent. That's gonna be, I'm going to be playing lots of responses from all over like the sports, on uh, the ma- baseball media. I'm going to be playing a lot. And we're going to take a look at a lot of things in the actual, actual, actual thing. And before that, like one of the things I enjoy uh, that he had a lot of legends of the game. And always so passionate what he does, you know, the community talking to people. Like for example, 
he be able to smile, be able to be bringing that legacy, bringing that hope, seeing that smile. You're not going to see that anymore. And and this is two weeks after he received the COVID-19 vaccine. Which makes it very questionable of them taking the vaccine. I thought I wasn't going to get into that, but, you know, this one part I had to on this one. But, you know, one of the, but I still like that I, we have the disagreement. <laughs> How do you think we should take it? Mm. That's, that's disagreeable, but it doesn't take away the talent of the game. And that's something that we really should be proud of Hank Aaron for. Now, I want you to hear some people talk about Hank Aaron. And given there from his friend Willie Horton, this is his statements. How'd you meet Hank, and what was that like? And 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 just getting to know him early on. We'll start there. First when I saw Hank was in spring training back many years ago, and then when my first All Star game in uh, Minnesota, when I first had opportunity to really talk to Hank, and about the batting cage, I'm out there getting autographs. Tell him I'm there to play against him, guys. Bob's out there getting autographs from the guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, but uh, as I go back to the lifestyle, Ernest, uh, Hank, is, I'm very emotional right now. I'm sorry about that. Understood. Uh, so, take take your time. I know that's uh, but, not that's but not he easy. Really important to my lifestyle, uh, how to live on the field and off the field. Uh, things I had to learn how to pass the torch on to other behind me to make it better. That, uh, when I think of Hank, I think of Aberdeen, North Dakota, when I was up in the Northern League. And, and I, you know, and in that league at the time, we can stay with the white players. And, uh, but he taught me how to handle that, what he had to go through early in his career. And, and guys to him and Mays, they talked about Mays and all these other people. But, but one thing, very warm by Hank, he always say one word, to you and everybody, he never had a bad word about anyone. And he talked to you, what you're doing is making it better for behind you, so watch what you do and how you do it and how to accept things. That's not giving in to it, but it's making you stronger by going through it and making it better for what's behind you and how to live your lifestyle. And that's how I live my lifestyle through my career. And I think about it, the tears when I hear the news from Cecil Fielder got hold of me early this morning about Hank. And another soldier. Yes. You know, Willie. Go ahead. Sorry to touch you off. You know, that generation uh, that you're part of, there was such a togetherness because you were all still trailblazing and breaking down so many barriers. And I'm, I'm just curious how just being in that time made you guys so close and how important was that to a generation of black ball players at that time, that closeness. Well, I think you, I go back and I think about phone calls. I used to get from Hank Aaron a lot, twice a week when I first started out with the Tigers. And he used to tease me a lot in a joking way. And he really introduced me to Ernie Banks and Rusty guys on the phone and got involved with Tommy Davis before he came from the Dodgers. That, you know, why are you signing in that Republic League? He called the Merkin League a Republic League. Why are you signing over in the Democrat League? <laughs> <laughs> I just 
Christian said, what you mean by that? He said, well, you came over here, you'll learn how to play loose baseball and, and, and you know, stuff like that. But that's, but but from that, I learned how to curtis torch. At the time, in my time in the Merchant League, it was just me and maybe Tony Oliva at the time. That was, that's when you don't see news reel on me and Tony that much. It, it's just the way it was life, but we learned how to carry the torch to make it better for people like Ron Carew and Luke Whitaker and other people. And not only the black players, other white players that that that, that was part of your life and your career. That we he taught us never look yes, we were fighting the color bird, but we fighting for all of baseball. And and, and, and one word that he always said, what well, we fighting and we still fighting. All we talked about one word has been treated right. That's, you know, just fairness. That's all he's saying. So I, I'm, I've been blessed through my lifetime to have a relationship with Ernie. And and, and my son go back things about when my son used to go to the Atlanta Brave and he had to talk to him and Hank talked to him about me. And and, and, and I was, I'm blessed that the words he left to my son to pass on to me, that's how much he looked up to me. And, but he don't know how much that Willie Horton got through these battles because of Hank Aaron. That was very touching. It's a really touching story. Here's, a, here's another one you want to hear. So I'm going to play maybe two or three of these. But you room with Hank Aaron? Is that right? Uh, Tell us that story. Absolutely. That was great. Uh, they called me up at around 67, I believe. And uh, I was room with Hank. They put me in a room with Hank. And, uh, God, he, he was he was great. Uh, he was, he taught me a lot of things, uh, about on the field and off the field. The, the thing I regret, I never asked him anything about hitting until I started working with him later. And, 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 uh, when he's farm director for the, for the, for the Atlanta Braves, I said, man, I, I, I was crazy. I was afraid to start talking to him too much. He might kick me out of the room, right? Oh, no uh, doubt. Her- yeah, Harold, it's not too often that you get the room, you know, you dream of playing in the big legs as a kid. And then you get the room with your idol, man. He's my idol growing up, and to this day, I, 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 you have to, you have to see him. It's just unbelievable what that man could do with a bat and and, and a ball. I swear, he was, he was something else. But you know, he also taught me how to, he taught me how to tie a tie. You know, he, he was like a father to me. And a lot of things he told me that you know, whatever happens today, don't bring it back tomorrow. You come back to a different day, a different person. Just let it, just let it go. That's a great hell of an attitude. You gotta, you gotta have that attitude all the time. And that kind, of, and that kind of brings people together off that kind of strength. So that's a big thing about. Is there any more? I, I got. I think I got one more. I'm going to. Here's one. Here's one more from his teammate. Well, so, was talking about this earlier. How he'd go to Atlanta in the '90s, and Hank was the farm director. Uh, you were scouting and working with the Braves for a number of years. What was he like as a, a leader in that position? Well, he was a he was a great. Well, you know, we won. That's when Tom Glavin and Chipper John, a lot of them guys came in under him. Some uh, pitchers. See, Henry Aaron was a guy when he was the farm director. He didn't believe in. In, in in rushing kids. You know how you come in and you get off to a good start and they rush you to the next level. He was very adamant about a kid learning how to play the game of baseball before he got to the major league. If you notice, very few of our young men when Hank was there that came to the major league that didn't stay in the major league. 
but he didn't rush them through or anything. He made sure they had a lot of experience and knew how to play the game when they got there. And if you look at the little kid, in, we still have that with us now. Ian Anderson, the young man that came up and mm -hmm. won all the game for us, he stayed in the minor league as a first-round pick. You notice we didn't rush him. Mm -hmm. But when he got there, you see the wonderful help that he gave us as far as winning the division against Harold. Oh, that's one hell of a great one right there for the baseball legacy for Hank Aaron. And we might have we have different things politically that we don't agree. I don't agree with, but that doesn't matter. Except that one I shared and a couple few things, but it doesn't mean that that takes away his talent. He was one hell of a player, and we do miss him. Rest in good peace, Mr. Hank Aaron. Okay. Let's get into some great, exciting news. Also, that was some sad, exciting news, too. But lift our spirits up a little bit. We're going to talk about um, Richard Patterson with working with Master P a little bit. And I'm going to read a little bit of the article that he has up here. Trans Superstar Group is a strategic of Auto manufacturing now based in Las Vegas, Nevada. The founder and CEO Richard Patterson, who recently went met with music mogul and business entrepreneur Master P on his show Master Reviews for a primary introduction of the 2000 horsepower New Mist, which Master P and Roman gave an unprecedented ring of 10 during the farm presentation on Netflix. Master P was quite saying, "I just." Want to let black people and minorities across the know how big this is to have a brother like you and me to be part of the technology, creating stuff that can change the world. The Napoleon is an innovative experience that far exceeds the engineering technologies of any Tesla model and boost of its aerodynamic design features that gives Lamborghinis and Ferrari a comp competitive rival. The first Nep is scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021. I I I want to see how that all this all plays out. Master P is uh, is is a, is a very trailblazer, and and I have taken nothing away from him. The greats of greats of times of you know Jay Z. Great work, great of the the talented people. Like Lil Flip. Lil Flip has done lots in it. And everyone will hate on Lil Flip. Lil Flip has, he was, it wasn't Jay-Z selling music. It wasn't Jay-Z selling music. It was like Master P and Lil Flip. Even those two sell them, they were selling their music underground and they own most of their masters. Almost the majority of their masters. And Jay-Z owns their masters. So, you gotta have, that's a lot of wealth. That music is very, very wealth created, created, and that should be that strong of an effort. So, it's very, very, I like them. So, let me continue reading about this. 
Mr. Patterson is no stranger when it comes to automotive engineering design. He started his career in the automotive industry at the age of 15 years old at GM in Detroit, Michigan. He later worked for several automotive companies, which resulted in being the advanced vehicle engineer for the Tesla Model as Patterson is the only one for automotive engineers in the world that can build a car from vehicles, schematics to a finished production, and the first African American to own a Stratus car manufactured in the United States. Mr. Patterson said, "This car is the nemesis of everything out there." Mr. Patterson also designed the landing gear on the Boeing 7 and the Boeing C systems in the Dodge minivan. So it's just talking about a lot of I I'm I'm amazed that that, <laughs> that Master P is doing a lot of big things with himself and try to everyone should follow the great minds that actually bring a lot of good deeds into the black community. Just like it, it and it's again, I, I was listening to one of the Slay TV show, and they were talking about how hip hop is really saving a lot of things. So it's like, for example, it's like it's finding a way. To, and this is another perfect example of hip hop always having its investment. It, it always saves something. It'll save. The TV networks, like in the 90s, it was, the hip-hop was saving, the, when they were making all the music videos, it was saving VH1, BT, and MTV at the same time. They were all saving the network at the same time. And it's actually it's actually, it's actually a true thing, just like Flavor Flay makes a reality TV show. Everyone's all loving Flavor Flay, even we know the show was... Uh, was really ratchet, but look, but still, it was saving the show. Loving hip hop, always saving something, saving something. It's just like it's building its competitiveness in the car industry and growing up, and seeing everybody work on different things. The strength of that should be actually strong on how that is actually producing a lot of great results. Then and we I can I cannot master P for doing that actual important lie in the sand. So I I, I I'm not hating. I think this is well to be supported. Okay, my next story that I'm going to cover tonight is the Dead League Yellow Ball Apology angers fans even more. Daniel Lee says she dates a whole chocolate man. The same video she claims not to see skin color angered her critics even more. Dolly Lake previously embraced her status as the most hated but she thought most of the criticism surrounding her steam from her relationship with Rapper the Baby. In recent weeks, it 
become pretty clear that some of the things the artist has said, including the yellow bone costume, they are at the center of why people aren't necessarily feeling the 26-year-old artist anymore, not her relationship. Again. Again, when we all, when we all, black people, when we all gonna learn? We're all gonna learn. All going to learn. At the tap breeds are always cancerous. Okay? Always cancerous. The weekend daily issues an apology for Yalba and Sante, which many have used, accused the artist of being covered. Originally, Danny fought back against the song critics. Then, when the top began trending on social media, she was forced to take it more seriously. It's an apology that many, including Shaka, Zim, Insecure, and Nana, Nana. Finally, on Sunday, Dan, Dan uploaded a video apology to anyone that was offended by the words and that's in the, the song as well as her pre apology. Unfortunately, the video only seems to dig deeper for the uh, artist. To climb out of. Let's take a listen. Hey guys, it's Danny Lay, and I just wanted to address what's going on with me right now. Um, I think it's super important because I definitely feel super misunderstood, and you know, my song "Yellow Bone" is what he wants. Um, I think people twist it into thinking like I'm trying to bash another woman, another skin tone, like. That was never my intention. I wasn't brought up like that. I never looked at my skin as a privilege. I never looked at me as I'm better than somebody because of my skin tone. Nah, like, I see brown-skinned women flaunt their skin all the time in music. Like, why can't I talk about mine? If you look at me, I'm light-skinned. I'm a yellow bone. In my opinion, that's just what I am. So it's like, it wasn't something that I looked at so deeply, which I can see why people will take it deeply. So I understand, and I'm sorry that I wasn't sensitive to the topic when I wrote my comment, like, why are you guys taking it so personal? Because it can be a personal thing to certain people because colorism is a real thing, so I do get it. But I'm not that. <laughs> I'm not a colorist. I'm not a racist. I date a whole chocolate man. I have beautiful, dark-skinned friends. Like, And skin isn't something I even see. Like, It's not something that I look at. Like, you know? So, yeah. I don't listen for the internet. I just... I'm going to end it right there. I decided to end it right there. It's again. I'm going to ask you, why do y'all keep fucking programming people outside your race? I don't care. if you Okay, if you're friends with them, fine. But if you're going to date them, please, please, I recommend you, please date your own freaking kind. So, and that's the, And so we don't have problems like this. So that people can come confused and they're not ready to face actual real reality. So I hope everybody able to understand that. Now you understand? Now you understand what's going on? Alright. Let's move on. Let's move on. We got a lot to cover tonight. I want to take a step back a little bit of... The talk about the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame a little bit here. The Hall of Fame is coming up here, so this 
is kind of big for us. So, so I'm I want to see us uh, see what in the 2021 Major League Baseball Hall of Fame tomorrow. So. So let me give you the three players. I'm, let me actually give you the ones I think personally on who should be Hall of Fame on this. So in the future. So I think Manny Ramirez is one. Gary Sheffield is one. I know Bonds and Shillings are going to definitely be Hall of Famers. That's already in the book. So those are actually future Hall of Famers right there. So I think that will be also my pick for the 2021 Hall of Fame ballot. The one who's winning right now, Chris Schilling. But, you know, I might as well go down for Hall of Famers all combined. So I think ha having that Hall of Fame so this will be actually be a very, very good thing. So, I am ready to do this with you guys, okay? So, that's another one. So, I caught that one. So, one of the next thing I want to talk about is um, Sting. AEW Revolution. Sting. Darby Allen versus Brian Cage, Ricky Starks. This is going to be one hell of a good match. A good old, old classic street fight. I'm in on it for I am going to have a tough call here coming up. But, you know, I, I'm going to take... I'm going to take Sting and Darby Allen here on this match. So that's the match I really want to see. So... That is what... I think it is. Think it is for that match. Okay. Now I want to talk about versus. The last thing I want to talk about is versus. We all know, we all know that they had their versus match this week and I think there were things that were problematic. They both had released their new singles, which is one good thing. They also, it was great. They played their, their best hits. I enjoyed I enjoyed every minute of, of having that done. There were actually things that kind of were very, very suspect that kind of made me got, look at this as really, really bad. Number one, the Keisha Cole singing. 
she didn't show up to sing. I can tell you that. I can tell you how she was singing. Oh, it was really bad. Really, really, really bad. Didn't show up at all. Didn't want to show. Didn't even try. Okay, let's let, let that sink in. So, what was I? So, now we have the situation with that another issue was there was also speculations of a fight took place between Ashanti and Keisha Call. That also was really, really bad. And I like to say, even that, I think. And then she even showed up late. Keisha Call even showed up late for the, the whole thing. That was really. Really, really, really bad on her part. But Ashanti did keep it classy. They had a great time having that kind of great, kind of great battle. And it was enjoyable for everybody else to get a great feeling of the whole thing. So I have that mindset to put in it together. But you know, otherwise the music was good, but there were plenty of bad parts. I just went over that whole scenario and how it all take place. I hope that does not happen again. Well, that's it for me here. So, me here. Alright, guys. Alright. Let's, let's continue this music. Let's jam out. Here. Getting next to you, sometimes it just feels so 